Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivyandtracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm I'm in a good mood this week because of our award win, which is just hilarious. I know. I could not believe the dot-com award, platinum for best comedy podcast. We didn't even know we had a comedy podcast. (laughs) I was a bit like, excuse me, are they taking the mickey here or not? Because are we, are people laughing with us or are right. they laughing at us? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but I thought it was just me. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a comedy podcast. Oh, Jesus. Well, maybe anyway. that, well, you need to rebrand. Maybe that's the whole thing. A comedy podcast about the things you wish you knew about sex. I don't know. I guess so. And we got the gold for health and wellness, didn't we, in the same Yes, country. that's yeah. true. So that, yeah, so so let's not forget Look that. Look at us, but, I yeah, know. It is hilarious, especially since we're only, what, four, 13 shows in? 14 shows in. I know, imagine. I think this is the 14th. I think it's really funny, though. It is really funny. And I suppose we are funny, even if we're not intending to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just our relationship or something. And, yeah. Well, you're hilarious. I always thought you, I mean. Well, you're, I think you're hilarious as well. But <laughs> we're just um, feeding out each other's job. Hey, and by the way, speaking of giving each other compliments, I have bought your book, Mums Don't Have Time to the Quarantine Anthology. And I absolutely love it. I love the, the they're tiny little stories, aren't they? They're really bite-sized. So you can get through a couple. But the, the, the piece that shone is your piece. Your introduction to that book is a, written absolutely beautifully and just so poignant. I can never say poignant. How do you say that? Poign- poignant. Poignant. It's just, poignant. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely rest. I can't stop thinking about it. I love the way you wrote it. I honestly, you are amazing. And that book is really, really interesting and super. And I'm not a mum. Well, I'm a stepmom, but I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I identify with people who, you know, I haven't brought up kids from little or anything like that. But it's not. I thought it might have been a bit like that, but it's not like that, is it? It's just about the women, really. Yeah. People. Maybe I didn't brand that correctly either. Well, first of all, thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to read it. Thank you for saying that. Oh, I love it. It feels so good. Yeah, it's not really just for moms, but 
it was sort of based on all these things moms didn't have time to do. And that's sort of my brand is sort of, but it's really, you know, how we all can get more out of the time we have because life is short. And like, you know, without these things, what is life, right? If we don't eat, work out, sleep, like all these main things, have sex, like yeah, you have exactly. to enjoy yourself a little, right? So yeah, absolutely. And that one woman who wrote about having a day off screens and I'm like, God, that is such a good idea. That I know. Really Tiffany Schlein, every week yeah. she does that. Yeah. I think the only one I'd miss, like say we did it on Sunday, I certainly wouldn't miss my phone, but I would miss television. Mm. <laughs> I love watching a good TV show at the end of the day. I like never, ever watch television. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I watch like, I'm into Scandi dramas or anything foreign. Like honestly, huh. anything foreign, I'm there like a shot. If it's in English, well, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like English. Show. I mean, I feel like everything is funnier and smarter with a British accent, which is probably why... You know, this show is so great. Theory, <laughs> <laughs> maybe better get on with the people who have been vomiting in the background. Yes, okay. So if anybody's still listening, we have three questions <laughs> for the day. Okay, Tracy, question number one. I like getting quite wild and noisy in bed, but it seems to freak men out. Should I calm it down? I don't feel like I should, but I don't want to scare men off either. My previous long-term partner used to like it. Right. Well, first up, I think you should feel massively reassured because there are so many men out there who would absolutely love to be in bed with a woman who was wild and noisy because so many people complain or so many men complain that women don't make any sound. They just lie there. They don't do anything. So I think for a lot of men, you would be their absolute dream. So yes, you're quite right. Lots of men would like it. But... I would rein it in the first time or even the first few times that you have sex. And there's a few reasons for this. The first one is a very practical reason. <laughs> if you're at somebody's house that you don't know that well, you don't know how thin the walls are. You don't know whether they've got flatmates, whether, you know, like how, how easily the neighbours can hear. And you're not going to be the one that has to put up with the, you know, nudging and the snide remarks in the lift and all that sort of stuff. So, so that's a practical reason why not to do it. I think also, second of all, if you're, if it's the very first time you've slept with somebody, you don't know each other's bodies, right? So often that first time is fueled by lust, but there's not that much great technique going on and stuff. So I think if you put on this big, wild, loud, noisy performance, it could come across as a bit disingenuous. Like, is she really? I mean, am I really that good? I don't even know her that well. I don't know her body. Is this a bit of a performance? I think a few people might think that. Or maybe they'll think that like you're really hurting the other person and you're screaming out in terror. <laughs> maybe someone will come rescue through the thin walls and have to be like, are you okay? Is everything all right in there? <laughs> exactly. How embarrassing would that be? Yes, yeah. there's a moan and there's a scream. Of, yeah, I mean, God, I hadn't even thought about that. That's another reason not to do it. <laughs> but I reckon the most crucial thing why it would freak men out is because if you're being all wild and adventurous, then you come across as being very confident sexually and very adventurous sexually. Now, you would think that would be a good thing, but most men aren't the sort of confident love gods that everybody thinks they are. Most men, particularly if it's with somebody they like, do have the performance anxiety the first time they sleep with somebody or the first few times. So I think that if he is a bit insecure, if he's presented with this, hey, I'm amazing, you know, look at me type person, it's going to make him feel even more like, oh, God, I might be a bit of a loser here. So that would be the reasons why I wouldn't 
do it the first few times. I think once you're in the groove of the relationship, you can then turn up the volume on both the noise and the adventurousness, you know, depending on how confident your partner is, et cetera, et cetera. The other way to approach this, which is a lot easier, I guess, is to just say before you have sex, by the way, I know I'm going to love having sex with you and I have been known to get a bit wild and noisy. Would that freak you out or how does that make you feel? Because at least then he's pre-warned and then you can just go for it. But I think trust your gut instinct on the sort of guy you can say that to and the sort of guy you should take the other approach with. Or you could come with a pair of earplugs. (laughs) Or stick them in him. Yeah, here you go. If you don't like it, you know, try these. (laughs) Don't mind me over here. <laughs> I have I have had a few friends say to me, one guy who was in this very long-term relationship and then suddenly at the age of 45 was out there trying out all sorts. And he had this one woman, he just said, Oh my God, she was just mad. Like she was, she said, I felt like I was in the middle of a porn film. She was just so over the top with everything. And he said, I actually wanted to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was so over the top. It might make people laugh. But so I think there's, yeah, you have to pick the person that's going to appreciate you. There was this movie in the 80s called Ruthless People. I don't know if you saw. I can't remember it. Yeah, I remember that. And there was Bette Midler and and Danny DeVito and whatever. Anyway, and there was this one scene where like the police chief is in the car with this, you know, prostitute or something. And she's like screaming bloody murder out the window. (laughs) But it's really because they're getting together, but they had videoed it for some reason and everybody thought it was a murder tape. Oh, no. So the tape tape kept circulating in all these places in the movie and everyone would be like, oh, no, I can't listen. It's too terrible. And it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, reminds me of that. I love that movie. I love that movie. I'd forgotten that bit of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. That was a long time ago. Anyway, okay. Well, that was very interesting. Okay, question number two, and I didn't even know what this meant, so I was ha- I'm happy that we're going to discuss it because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> My partner of 12 years wants me to peg him, P-E-G. I didn't even know what it was and had to Google it. Now I'm worried. Not only don't I want to do it, I'm worried it secretly means he's gay. Right. So you don't know what pegging is? I don't, and I didn't. No. I didn't Google it. I thought you could All teach right. me. <laughs> okay. What what pegging is? It is when a woman penetrate anally penetrates her male partner with a strap on dildo. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Now it can be girl on girl thing, but it's generally used in that term. When somebody say you're going to be pegged, it means that it's a woman, and generally it's a straight man, right? So now it has been around for years. We had ancient drawings on caveman walls of people being pegged. It's been a theme in porn for There decades. is no way you have... Apparently there is. Come on there with is. Well, it wouldn't be with a strap-on harness, but with dildos days and things like that, right? So, so women anally penetrating men has been around forever and ever and ever. And it is such a... I mean, it's moved into the mainstream because of... Have you heard of Dan Savage, who does Savage Love? No. He's a he's a commentator. He's brilliant. Anyway, he ran a contest for people to come up with a name for this this sex act, and pegging came up as the as the name for it, and it's just stuck ever since. It is so mainstream now that it was actually they even had a pegging scene in Deadpool. You know that Ryan Reynolds thing with mm-hmm. the superhero. There's even a scene in there. It's really really common, and. 
I wrote about it about 20 years ago when Pegging First came out. And it was always, like I said, it's always been around. And all my friends are like, oh, my God, my husband or, you know, boyfriend wanted to do that. I'd so think they were gay. And, and I knew, you know, I was like, well, I don't know about that. But I remember everybody's response was that. Whereas now it is pretty much known that men enjoy anal stimulation. It's where the male G-spot is. It's, you know, it's got loads of nerve endings and it does lead to explosive orgasm. So it's it's... And one of those things, anal stimulation, as we've talked about before, has well and truly leaped from, you know, he must be gay to, well, actually, most men enjoy it. I mean, prostate massages, the fastest growing sex category. I mean, honestly, every year I bring out six new products because I do sex toy ranges. And this year, three of them are prostate massages for men. That's how popular they are, right? Where do we so, find your Where do we find your line of sex toys again? You can find it on tracycox.com or with love honey. But going back to the question, so him wanting to be pegged means he's adventurous, absolutely, but it does not mean that he's gay. So you need to park that immediately. And why do people love it? They love it because it completely flips the sex dynamic, right? So women get to feel like they're the man doing the penetrating and men get to feel like what it must feel like to be a woman. So they get penetrated. So that's why people love it so much. And of course, you know, men enjoy it because it's a normal stimulation of the prostate. So women particularly seem to like this because they, you know, it is, it's the whole power thing. I have to say though that it is not that easy to you, you have to really get used to, it, it looks like it'd be really easy, okay, to thrust the way a man thrusts, but it's because you've got to get used to a harness, you've got to get used to the motion. It. <laughs> She's shaking her head and closing her eyes. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm like visualizing the whole, anyway, whatever. I know, I know, it is freaky and lots of people do it and laugh. But anyway, and the other thing about pegging, which did make me laugh when I brought out my pegging kit, in, which is the bestseller, it's always the bestseller, right? And when I brought it out, all my friends are like, you have got to be kidding me. You're going to put your name to this. My agent was like, oh, my God, Trace, honestly, really. It's the biggest selling thing. Whenever anyone comes over to a dinner party and I have, like, some of my sex toys on the shelves and stuff, they're like, oh, can we have this one? And also women love it because men are very fond of hassling women for anal sex, right? And this is basically anal sex for him. So he can't really say to you, yes, you've got to try it but I'm not going to. So it evens up the score a little bit. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm still caught up on, on the dinner parties of sex toys. <laughs> They're not with sex toys. Like that's, I've got no, this. That's, your, that's how you decorated your apartment? 
<laughs> yeah, there's sex toys everywhere, off the walls, everything. Now, I do have down the back, there's like a, not down the back, there's nothing dodgy, like in the hallway, there's a big bookcase that's got all my books and all the different foreign languages and just one or two of the samples of each product I come out with. And I mean, I've got loads of products, so there's only just a few here and there that are quite amusing to keep around. Oh my gosh, and can you please wonders- take a picture of that hallway and post it on Instagram so I can see what you're talking about? I will, I will okay. take a picture. The, wow. the hall of deflation, my friends call it. Oh my hall goodness. Of Anyway, so it is a really, really... So going back, this poor woman, we've completely forgotten about the question. So it doesn't mean he's gay. If you do want to do it, it's a bit like it's, you know, anyone's listening and thinking that they might like to try it with anything anal, don't surprise your boyfriend with it. You have to lead up to it the same way you do with anal intercourse with lots of anal play, get everything used to being penetrated. And also I would suggest you buy a beginner's kit, like the one I do or from anywhere really, because you need all these different components. You need what's called an O-ring. You need a harness. And you're not going to be able to put that together yourself. Well, you can, but it's going to take a while. So just use a beginner's kit in the beginning. And yes, so the other part of the question was, even if it doesn't make him gay, you don't actually want to do it to him. And lots of women find the idea really disconcerting. They don't like the idea of it at all. So if you don't want to do it, then absolutely don't do it. If you, you know, if you really, I mean, it, it is can be quite a, a fun thing to do, even if you're not into it all the time. But if you're not really into it, if it doesn't appeal to you, just suggest maybe something like a prostate massager and just use some anal, just introduce, say, look, I'm not happy with that, but maybe we could try some anal play. And bear in mind, no anal play means the guy's gay, okay? That message should have got through loud and clear. Got it. <laughs> Okay, good. (laughs) Everybody's quite clear. Got that, everybody? (laughs) Anyway, okay, moving on. The third question. I found out my husband had sex with a hooker on his bachelor's night just before we got married. What should I do now? That was five years and two kids ago. He deeply regrets it and swears he's never cheated before or since and that his friends pushed him into it. This is a very good question. It is a good question. And do you know what? The research that I did for this was quite horrifying. There's a massive study in the UK that found that one third of all grooms-to-be cheat on their bachelor party night. One third. One third? One third. And just in case you think it's Brits that are up to it and not people in the US, the US was around about the same. That all There was all these varying things, varying studies, but it, it averaged out about one third. That is a hell of a lot of people. Best men were even worse. Best man cheats 90% of the time in most of these. But that's different because he might not even be involved with anybody, right? So, so that's slightly different. And the other thing, 92% of bachelor party attendees lie about their cheating for the duration of their marriages. They'll end up telling the next person that they're married to. People and men never tell. They never, ever tell. They never go home and they tell their partners because it's just not in the code for men. It is absolutely not, you know, it's just bizarre. Why do they do it on that one night when they probably don't the rest of the time? Well, 76% say everything, you know, they're drunk and everything got out of control. They felt stressed about the wedding. But most of all, it's that last chance of freedom. And this was the whole concept of hen's nights and bachelor's nights, wasn't it? In the days when you got married and you were never let out again with your single friends or, you know, in the old days, that was what the concept was. You got this last night of freedom. And men, I think, take it literally. And I honestly, the first thing I want to say is that I don't honestly think that for men, I don't think it means that they don't love their fiance. I think men just 
do not put sex and love in the same category, especially on this one night, okay? Especially if it's with a woman that's being paid to have sex with them. It's even more removed. So they've got this lovely wife that they're about to marry who's in this glowy, you know, the, all this glorious, you know, sunset behind her, all dreamlike, and then they have sex on the other. And it is there is nothing that links the two in their brains, okay? So I don't think that... It doesn't mean that he didn't love you. I don't think it means that he didn't love you at the time. I do think that men often feel like they're pressured into it because, and I do think that at most, because the groom generally gets up to something at most bachelor parties, they feel a bit like, well, I'm going to look a bit lame if I don't. Am I going to look a bit of a wuss? Am I going to look like I'm under the thumb? All that sort of stuff. So I can really see how men get pressured into it. I really can see. And also, like I said, they know that it's safe because no one ever... No one ever tells anyone. No one ever comes home and tells their partner. Very few people do. So that's the man's side. Now, men might think like that, but women don't think like that, do those of you? They don't think like no, that. No, I was well, already actually, thinking, like, no man should be allowed to go on a bachelor party anymore. Like, <laughs> cancel those bad. trips to Vegas. <laughs> women are bad. Women okay, are bad. all right, okay. The stats for women, they're not that much better. I think it's a quarter. So it's only, you know, women can be just as bad, but I don't think, I don't know. A quarter of women cheat at their bachelorette parties? Yeah. No way. Now, also, but that that study, they don't, I mean, they need to say, do they have sex with their partner or do they mean kissed or do you mean a bit of boob action or what do you mean by cheat? They didn't say exactly what the cheating was. So the other statistic was penetrative sex. It was intercourse. So third anyway so so I think men women and men do you know both both people behave badly on those nights but I think women mind it more right and obviously first of all I'd love to know how she found out after five years that's interesting isn't it but I I can imagine after you know five years later you find out that your guy slept with a hooker on on his bachelor night you you rethink everything isn't it it's like well you know this man isn't the man I thought he was is he such a good husband is he such a good father if I can't trust him you know with infidelity maybe I can't trust him with the children maybe I can't trust him with the bank account so be going through all that and that's very very normal reaction but you have to inject a little bit of of logic to it all in and bear in mind I'm not justifying what he did at all I'm just offering some perspective but you know, you've got to really separate the person from the behavior. So because of what he did, doesn't make him a bad man. It doesn't make him a bad husband or a bad father. What he did was bad. So they're two very separate things. And if you are going to get on with this and move on with your marriage, that's the way to do it. You've just got to look at it as how he behaved was awful, but he's not an awful person. They are very different things. And that is the trick. And it seems like, I mean, what I would do if I was in this situation is, you know, he, it seems like this is the only time. He hasn't repeated it. He deeply regrets it. How I would deal with it five years and two kids on, because that's the trick here. If it was only six months in, you might have a completely different reaction. But five years and two kids on, if you've got a lovely relationship, if it's thriving, I would sit him down, think about what I needed to know about it and think hard about how much information you do need to know about it. Ask him questions, get him to answer you, let him reassure you it was the worst mistake of his life. And then I would put it in a box in my head and put it at the back of my mind and try really hard not to go there again and just write it off as a bad mistake and, you know, and something that just happened. And people make mistakes. People make mistakes all the time. But I honestly don't think you should doubt his love for you. I do think that perhaps you should look at his friendships and, and also, that's the other thing is, do you believe this reason? Do you believe mm-hmm. 
that his friends really did force him into it. Because I think with cheating, if you can, if you can, even if you can't justify, if you can understand, it makes a big difference. So if you're secretly thinking, well, hang on a minute, this guy knows his own mind. He hasn't got friends that would push him into it. Well, that's a different scenario than thinking, you know what? His friends were a bit awful at that point. And so I'd be looking at the friendships now and thinking, well, are they going to lead him astray in anything else? And also, it's not a great quality to be so easily influenced. I mean, I know on Bachelor Nights the pressure really is on, but hopefully he's not so easily influenced in the rest of his life because that's more the issue, I think, that you should be worried about five years on. Very interesting. I actually, I really like what you said about the behavior versus the person because it's so easy to say like, oh no, like he lied once, he's a liar. I just had this whole talk with my kids because there was somebody in the street like riding, there was literally a, a person in front of us on a skateboard texting in the middle of the oh road. Oh my God. Right. So my my little guy was like, what an idiot. And I was like, no, 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 you can't call someone an idiot. That's really mean. And he's like, but look at the guy. And I was like, well, he's doing something idiotic, but that doesn't mm. mean he's an idiot. An idiot, like we don't know anything about this person. Maybe they're just making a horrible mistake for the day. So anyway, so now whenever I we see somebody, they're like, that person's being an idiot, right? But he's not an idiot. He's doing something idiotic. Like that person's <laughs> being moronic, right? And I'm like, yes. So it's the same that's, thing. That, that's excellent. You know, it's the best advice. They'll, they'll remember that for the whole of their life. And that's going to make their relationship so much easier, Zibby. Because this so. is the hardest thing to accept is you can't, you know, you know that you're not an absolute bastard because he cheated on you. He was, that was a, you know, not a very nice thing to do. So I think that distinction is, is a really good thing to instill in your kids. Really, I do. Thank you. Thank you. And really good in this context. So what would you do? I would not skateboard in the middle of the road. If that's what you're <laughs> no, asking. But I mean, if you, if you found out. I would be, to be honest with you, I would be really upset. I would be really, yeah, really be upset. upset. And I would stew on it. I'm not recommending this. I'm just saying, knowing myself, I would probably think about this for a long time and feel very betrayed. And would you end the relationship? Though? No, of course not. No, 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 I would be no, exactly no, no. The same. I would. I would try to do what I've just told you to do. And but I, it would. It would take a while. Of course, you're going to be thinking about this for at least the next year, and it's going to be niggling you, and you're going to be looking at him with hate in your eyes <laughs> for many times. But. Is it enough to chuck away the whole marriage? No. If it's a good marriage, if it's not a very good marriage, yes. But if it's a good marriage and you've got kids and, you know, no, I wouldn't chuck it away. But I might throw away the tickets to his next guy's trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Especially if it's with those same guys, I might be like, you're not going on that trip. (laughs) I would absolutely do that. Yes. Actually, that's, yeah, something that I would, I I think you're totally justified to do that. I think so. In that scenario. Yeah, I am. I am too. All right, so we better check everybody's flights. No, I'm kidding. Okay, (laughs) last question, sex tip of the week. Okay, right. The best way, now, whenever anybody thinks about, you know, improving their sex life, they always think about position, technique, stuff like that. But the way... The, the, high, the couples who rate as the highest satisfied have lots of different styles of sex. So in, instead of looking at your position, think about the mood of sex. So you know, mix it all up. So have lusty sex, have like Sunday morning sleepy sex, have, you know, Saturday night drunk sex, have, you know, intense sex where you try something new or you really, you know, overcome in the, in the moment. And so all the different styles of sex are really important to have a good, well-rounded sex life. It's not just about what positions are we ticking, what, how good are we, how many orgasms have we had. It's the emotion behind it that is more important for people. Excellent. 
Hmm. Tracy, amazing. I hope people are listening. This is great advice. Great conversation. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I always learn from you. I do and, too. Uh, Wow. I'm, you know, just so much food for thought. Let me leave it at that. <laughs> it is. No. Okay. Next uh, week then. Next week. All right. Have a great week okay. and thanks you for too. everything. Bye, Tracy. Bye, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 